I'm afraid I'm gonna die. Can you help me? Let me play my part. Check to hate. Like, is that real? Did that happen? Like, the structure of your brain actually changes. And do you still feel that every day? And then it got time for guitars. Eating disorder, like, I didn't want to die. Tendencies. But I didn't want to live. Be a helpless little girl. You gotta go in the hospital. You feel powerless because the body has a fear reaction. The opportunity to empower. No one can take away my power. I won't take myself out. Artists that are true like that, those are the ones that tend to like create change. Mounting. Yeah. I feel like to, to some extent, whatever your culture values plays out across your body. Mm. You know, like there are places where they stretch your neck out, and there are places called uptown where they stretch their ears out. Mm. And, and like, there's all these different things that show what people value. And like, mm. this is cool where I live. Mm. And like, I think America as a country has a sick relationship with food. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There's no help. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's kind of crazy that way. Or they look at you like you're crazy. It's like, mm -hmm. I don't know what normal is. Does anybody <laughs> look at you like you're crazy? Well, I have a mental illness. <laughs> right. Does that qualify me? I don't want you to think I'm nuts because I'm crazy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I must have cut you off early when I was asking about the international piece. Can you say mm. anything else about having an eating disorder in another country? Yeah. So... Like I said, the rural is obviously a problem, but then we've got the misinformed pr practitioners, mm -hmm. and then we also don't, we have places that don't ever have, they don't have treatment in general, mm -hmm. yeah. not even, not even a facility that's not subpar, you know, that's subpar. Yeah. Um, so there, I'm, I'm hearing a lot, like, I don't have any options, I don't know where to turn, I have been doing this on my own and it's not working. I'm afraid I'm going to die. Can you help me? Mm. Kind of, uh, God. That's a good part of no social pressure. media, right? No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> no. Oh, God. So, I mean, in my, you know, I'm just like, yes, I want to help everybody. And I've been doing video conferencing uh, for people that are out of state. And it's been going well. Mm. You know, it's a totally different, it's different than sitting, you know, one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. with somebody, but it's a lot better than nothing. It's better mm -hmm. than nothing, especially yeah. on the other side of the world. Mm -hmm. I'm really intrigued by the... Well, both the African piece and mm -hmm. the New Zealand piece. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything you can share about the experience in South Africa that, that someone's having, or is that like too difficult with the privacy? Um, do you make generalities that you've learned? You know, I, I feel like I don't know enough about like the whole general area, at least where these people are living. There's nothing within driving distance. Mm. There's nothing within a couple hours. Yeah. And so... For me, that seems like, is there any help? Yeah. Not really. Um, I'm having a little bit of a language barrier with South Africa. We're trying to figure that out. Are you learning Afrikaans? I guess so, <laughs> yes. Um, and then the time zone difference is another thing, like sure. just keeping everything straight and currency stuff. Like, 
it's a big learning curve. And just the culture, too. Like, think of all the cultural influences there. Mm-hmm. I know I keep coming back to that word. I just think it affects us mm-hmm. more than we admit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, there's... Obviously, they're their own people, but then there's yeah. the British influence and, sure. like, how does all this blend together? Mm-hmm. And there are cultures where it's not really cool to say, I'm in trouble, I need help. Right. There are oh, cultures right. where you keep a stiff upper lip and you keep it to yourself. And how do you combat and break through that cultural barrier to get to someone... To get someone to say out loud, I'm a human being and I deserve help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it would be great to have, you know, these core places or core people in these places mm. so they mm-hmm. know about those cultural, yeah, uh, you know, effects and that kind of stuff. Um, you just wish there was one standardized website <laughs> that people could go into, like, you know, eatingdisorder.com. I'm sure someone already owns that. Um, probably KFC. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you could just type in, like, you know, and it would have some kind of intelligent search, and you could put your, your zip code or whatever mm-hmm. code you have for whatever country you're in, and it'll just put on a map a pinpoint. This Nowhere. is the closest mm-hmm. help. Yeah. And if you can't find that help, here's a forum, you know? Right. And just, like, there's... Why should we be alone together? Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. together. Why do we feel alone? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I You know, these other countries, you would think... Huh, it's neat for social media. It's neat that we're on the internet because they can find you. Mm-hmm. But it's sad that there is nothing there mm-hmm. that they can latch on to. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, even even if they're in a rural place. I mean, online they can't find anything there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, you know, hey, that that's what you're there for, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, but even here when I was in living in Minnesota with these things, mm. it wasn't the right... It wasn't the right match yeah well just the fact that you said there was no trauma track yeah like that's such a huge percentage of people who Mm -hmm. you know have a weird relationship with food i guess the more i've learned about this since kel's been gone the more i've heard people say that a lot of the hormones that make you feel like you're okay your sense of well-being are not in your head like Mm -hmm. this is where we think of psychology being between the ears but Mm -hmm. a lot of your sense of well-being is in your stomach Stomach, Mm -hmm. so i can see how if people don't feel like they're okay they just maybe that that relationship with food just goes out the window. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. But I can't understand why more doctors don't get mm-hmm. that or don't talk about it or why it's not day one medical school. Mm-hmm. It's day zero. It's not right. even required. You can be an MD and not have any eating disorder course coursework. As far as I've heard, at a lot yeah. of schools, there's not a requirement. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's why I feel like it has to start back at school. Yeah. yeah. That's why. I, and then there have been people out there who say, "Well, geez, what are your credentials?" <laughs> Where would I get credentials? <laughs> yeah, you'd have to have testimonials. Yeah, That's why I'm right? asking about the YouTube channel. Because like, I feel like like you need one more thing on your plate. But if you were a content creator on top of what you're doing, it would start there. Like mm-hmm. real people saying, listen, this, this might look outside the norm, but the norm didn't make me well. Mm-hmm. And this right. did. So if you're struggling, at least here's a, here's a phone number, here's a website, you know, and... At least we're halfway across the middle of the country, <laughs> so if, whether you're on either coast, That's you're true. only going halfway mm-hmm. across the country. Yeah. God, that just sounds insane to say out loud, like, oh, you only have to travel, like, <laughs> 100 <laughs> miles to get to help <laughs> for the most, for the right, world's most yeah. lethal mental illness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're just at a weird spot with this right now. Mm-hmm. What did we find every, is it every 62 minutes? Someone Somebody dies. dies from eating disorders? Mm-hmm. Jeez Louise. Every 62 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. Nobody talks about that. No. No one talks about it, and we're really casual about 
instilling a weird relationship with food in mm -hmm. people all the way from being a kid. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I've been yeah. wondering lately, like, with my nieces, should I be saying, if you're good, such and such, and make food a treat? Like, because then what if they associate mm -hmm. that, and then when they're down, they want that treat, exactly. and then what if you're always down? Yeah. Like, or, or the opposite, you know, I, I feel like I didn't achieve this, that, or the other, maybe I don't deserve to eat today. Or you're down. Let me fix you something to eat. Yeah. You know, right? I mean, it's just this emotional <laughs> band-aid yeah. that, like... It causes problems. That's why it has mm -hmm. to start. I mean, we are catching it way, way in the back end. Mm. I mean, how do we change people when they're growing up? Mm -hmm. You know, the mentality of parents and how all of that. I mean, that's a that's a big undertaking. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that? Um, I mean, I never want people to call out family members or anything like that, but is there anything that if you were in, in that situation as a parent that you would do differently than anything you've experienced? Just because I think every generation does tweak a few things, parenting mm -hmm. changes over the years, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Hmm. Question for the group. <laughs> All right. Well, like, if we were, like, really bad, we'd have to go to our room without food. I don't know if that's, like... Weird. Ding, ding, ding. I feel like that's kind of normal. I don't know. Punish it. It's your going to your own. You don't get to eat. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So if I'm bad, if I don't get an A, I shouldn't eat then. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you don't do well, then I guess you don't deserve fruit food. Mm. How do those two things go together? Right. 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 That's Nourishing your body man, is an absolute necessity to right. being a human. Yeah. Being an animal. Here we are, mm -hmm. like depriving it. If you. Yeah. You know, don't do something well. Yeah, food shouldn't be conditional. Mm -hmm. I just am starting to lean more and more that direction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. just who knows what effect it has on the person at that time. It might have been a temporary way to control that kid, which is an impossible task in huh. itself. And parents have it hard, you know. You're trying to raise a good human being. That's not a, a quick, easy thing. <laughs> but, like, the more people and psychologists I hear say, take food out of the power game, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. More, of the ma more of that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. That, that, that's... It seems it's just logical. It just seems makes sense, right? I mean, it's not it's not a tool for that. It's a it's a sustenance. It's mm -hmm. what we need to survive and maintain our organs and our body mm -hmm. and to do the things that we want to do. But in, instead of it being that vehicle, it's a reward or a punishment or you're great if you get this or you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just you know. You turn on the TV and it's all these shows about who can make the best, biggest food or <laughs> the, what is the new, uh, well, I don't want to mention it, but, you know, you get these different restaurants and they're opening up and it's all about piling on as many sweets as possible. Yeah. And you got all these artists around the world, musical artists and actors and that, that are pushing that. You know, right? Oh, it's kind of like... I don't, I don't understand that. It's like, Why do we have to use food in that way? Yeah, mm -hmm. it's a spectacle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was down south a couple of years ago for, for uh, a bunch of years ago for work, and I, you know, you're down there, you're like, okay, I want some real barbecue. Mm -hmm. And I ordered some, and this thing must have been for four people. Right. And I was like, well, this is just going to be good. But it's, <laughs> it's a lot. And I was like, I said I ordered one portion, right? And he was like, oh, I believe in you. Like, it was a life challenge. Right, right, like, right. What? Mount Everest, this is prime rib or something right. like that. Yeah. <laughs> believe in you. That's what he said, he goes, I believe in you. <laughs> so it was like a challenge, like, yeah. let's see how much you can have. Oh, my God. Wow. I was like, <laughs> I can think why this is called the stroke belt. Right. It is. You can look at it on the map. Like, that's when I get 
you know, I, I feel frustrated for people who grow up hearing some of what they do on social media where truth has been democratized and everyone can have their own truth and there's kind of no real truth anymore. Mm-hmm. And they can say, well, you know, this, this problem I'm having with my body is just my genetics and it has nothing to do with my own behavior and this and that. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, let's look at a map. Let's just be logical. Okay, a lot of us in the United States have European descent, so let's look at Europe mm-hmm. and let's look at the U.S., our bodies are not the same, but we're not a different gene pool, mm-hmm. so it's not your genetics. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, right. I feel like that's so simple, but if you say that in a group, room full of people, they say you're trying to humiliate people, but it's really like, why can't that come from a place of right. just right. common sense, right. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And feeling bad that people have been miseducated mm-hmm. and that they feel disempowered with their relationship with food, you know? Because to me, that whole... It's not my fault. It's not my fault. I didn't do this. This is my genes. To me, that's just disempowerment. That's not like actually taking your life Ownership. by the horns and owning mm-hmm. it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, are you going to any big, big uh, what do you call it, a big buffet restaurant? You know, mm-hmm. where you can go in and you pay five dollars and you eat all you want. You know, when you go to those places, people are packing it on because, boy, this is a deal. That's mm-hmm. what this is about. I have to eat as much as I can. Yeah. You know. Well, not really. <laughs> you go in, you have a plate, and then you leave. And you enjoy and it. you're like, yeah. you're nuts. <laughs> and I, yeah, I do that too. Like the human animal just thinks, and we've been programmed from years of evolution, if there's calories available, I should take it. Right. Because mm-hmm. who knows when I'll see more. And mm-hmm. even though we're in modern times, that we're still those animals that we still have that urge, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of us. It's it's really hard to say no when you're living in a culture that says consume, consume, consume. Well, that mm-hmm. and, and it's also engineering and marketing, right? I mean, there are snack foods that are engineered for the purpose of getting you to continuously eat it. Mm-hmm. Because if you were satiated by that one small bag, what's the point of buying another one? You know, you're not going to mm-hmm. buy another one, you know. Yeah. But you have an imbalance of salt and sugars that your body needs. And by providing that imbalance... You're getting them to constantly seek that balance by Mm -hmm. buying more and more. Yeah. (laughs) And that's where food addiction, like as an addict, I'm sure it touches you because that's where food addiction has almost no respect or advocacy. Right. Um, And all anyone talks about in in eating disorders is anorexia and bulimia. And Kel wasn't actually either of those things Mm -hmm. herself. She had what they say, ADNOS. They say eating disorder Mm -hmm. not otherwise specified. Mm -hmm. Or they did at the time. There's even more diagnoses now than when she was around. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But we don't talk enough about all the different ways that an eating Mm -hmm. disorder can present itself Mm -hmm. and that it's really common to be uncommon. Mm -hmm. And so if people aren't anorexic or bulimic, they might not even think they have an eating disorder. Mm -hmm. And how can we reach out and educate and let people know, listen, if you feel out of control or weird after you eat or any of these things, it's okay to go and ask people for a screening, mm-hmm. you know? But now, and who's going to do the screening, right? It has to be I the mean, local <laughs> clinic, if right? there even is one. Right, but they have to have some idea of how to recognize an issue there, too. You yeah. know, it's with orthorexia. Now, in the last year, I've learned all of a sudden there's this thing called orthorexia. Mm-hmm. Well, it's these people that like to compete and bodybuild and body sculpt. Mm. You know, well, they're, in, in order to do this, they have to to uh, uh, binge so much on these calories and then completely restrict right before competition. And then, <laughs> right? the, like, the skin sucks in and you get shadows. Yeah, the skin sucks in, you get rid of the water, and, oh. uh, you know. And then all of a sudden you've got this... And then afterwards, of course, they feel like they need to binge you. And, well, you're, you're literally training yourself to have a massive eating disorder, mm-hmm. right? I, how, That's you insane. know, it's, it's mm-hmm. awful. 
I saw that on TV, something about fitness models, quote-unquote. I should have to use air quotes for that because what they actually do to get super crazy shadows on their abs, mm -hmm. you think it's all Photoshop, but it's actually like playing with dehydration yeah, and playing with all the stuff that has nothing to do with physical fitness. Mm -hmm. Or getting ribs removed. Oh, great. Did you hear about that? Yeah. Yeah, there are yeah. models, models that, the, like swimsuit Absolutely. models, to get mm -hmm. a rib removed so that they can, like there's a divot. Mm -hmm. right. That's so weird, but who even decided that that's like what anyone should want? Right. Surgery to get it. Right. You know? Well, yeah. There we go, plastic surgery. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, talk about when they say unattainable. Yes, it takes surgery. Right. It's called it in the unattainable standards category. Right. I did some modeling a while ago. It was, it's been a lot of years. Look. Seriously. But one of the things, they, the first things they told me is, when you go in runway, when you're going to go out and do this photo shoot, mm -hmm. don't eat dairy or consume water for four days prior to doing that. You'd be dead. <laughs> Wait, water? They said no water? No dairy or you know, what water. About, like, restrict your water. Because, oh, restrict your water. Right, right. Restrict your water, but don't eat dairy. You know, MMA um, does that too. Yeah. Combat sports, oh, sure, right. they play with, uh, they have to cut weight. Yeah, you know, yeah. wrestlers. Yeah. They mm -hmm. play with their relationship with water in a major way. They, I think they, this isn't to teach people how to do it. I'm no, just no, educating no. people. Mm -hmm. They chug like an insane amount of water mm -hmm. and then, uh, and then they don't drink any at all and the body has some kind of weird reaction where, I don't even remember what it is, but when I read about it, I was like, I thought they were going to say they run a little harder or they <laughs> right. get on the bike or just, I was picturing regular things that I imagine athletes do. That's like extreme weird shit. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. they want to bounce back up and be heavier than the other person on fight right. night. So they have an advantage with leverage. It's like, oh man, That's but is up. it worth it to right. dehydrate when you're going to compete? When you're going to compete? Well, right. medically it can't be good for your body. No, obviously not. Right? I mean... <laughs> no. Joe Rogan talks about it. Like he, yeah. he'll say whatever the hell he wants, and so he'll he'll go out and say, you know, you guys say elbow strikes to the head aren't allowed because some doctor who's never been a martial artist <laughs> saw someone break bricks with an elbow. Well, like I'm a martial artist, I can yeah. tell you why they break bricks with an elbow because there's flesh right here, and you won't break your bone. It's a safety thing. <laughs> so they banned that. You can't do a, mm -hmm. a they call it a twelve six elbow strike like on a clock. That's not legal, but you're allowed to cut your weight and get an eating disorder and, like, like all this stuff. So what's legal and what's not legal uh, in sports is nothing to do with your health. No. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anybody watches This Is Us, but um, the one of the, I forgot her name, um, the actresses on there, they said that they wouldn't renew her contract if she didn't lose weight for okay. this next season. I feel like you either told me that or I read about it a while ago. It's or been on the news. Something. It's been on yeah. a lot lately, and I don't know exactly what happened because the season hasn't started. But I mean, it's so know. crazy. It's so crazy, yeah. and that's one of those things that you just—they don't really say to guys either. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's where there is a double standard, you know. Like Alfred Hitchcock's sure. storytelling is what it is, and yep. they highlighted like there's a silhouette. You know exactly what you see. That's Alfred Hitchcock. He's awesome. But if it's a woman, she needs to check herself. Right. Yeah. Yep. That's a messed up thing. Yeah. I'm curious to see what that actress ends up doing. Because she could kind of make a statement, but mm -hmm. she also probably is thinking, that's great, i got to pay my bills. i got to pay my bills. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. great with your statement, but I can't be your hero right now. I have to pay my bills. And most people, I mean, that's huge in Hollywood. I think almost every contract, if you're like a leading lady or a leading man, there's probably... There's constraints. Or there's constraints, and you get a trainer, and yeah. they, and they oh, track sure. it. Like, yeah. 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 It's interesting you mentioned that about the guys, because... There is a double standard. People don't understand. I mean, you know, guys are just as susceptible to having an eating disorder as women are. Mm. You know, 
It might look different, mm -hmm. but it's there too. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think most of the research is done about women. Mm -hmm. And there's not a lot of research about guys. Mm -hmm. And it, it's, I think early on it got held up as kind of a feminist space, and this is where we don't have to match the beauty ideals, and that's mm -hmm. fine. That has its place, and that needed to be addressed in culture. But at the end of the day, a guy with an eating disorder needs help, and he shouldn't feel like um, an outcast mm -hmm. in the only place where you can get help for it. Mm -hmm. And that is, I think that is changing, but it's, it's recent that it's been acknowledged that mm -hmm. there's some off-balance gender issues in that in the eating disorder space mm -hmm. do you Absolutely. mentor any guys right now i do not currently no, no one's come nobody's come there are some of you who were talking about that would like to be a mentor yes um, yes and he he it was in a real bad place mm -hmm. yeah. yeah he's been in recovery for almost 10 years mm -hmm. um so we're kind of working together right now and he's kind of doing some shadowing with me about mentorship and so yeah hopefully he'll be he'll be next well, ask him if he'd be willing to be on the show. Cool. Yeah, for sure. I think that we've had some guys on the show who are survivors. I, and we've had a, I've, I know a couple people. I, of, of the people I know mm -hmm. with eating disorders, it's vast majority women. And I think mm -hmm. it's not more common mm, by the percentage that we see in treatment. But I think guys are less likely yeah, to talk to, about it. Or to come forward that they need help. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe they don't even recognize it. Like you were talking about someone just says, oh, I just eat too much. You're like, yeah. well, no, there's more going on there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But guys might not be um, introspective in the same way. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah, people will look at women and judge them more critically and quicker than they will a guy. Mm. You know, especially in the eating disorder world, right? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, she's way too skinny or she's way too heavy or something going on there with a the guy. It's, huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it just don't, it just doesn't happen, you know. Yeah. And the guy's not going to say something to a guy, so it's it's really difficult. And in the military, the, you know, you have standards. You're this old, you're this tall, you have to weigh this within this, you know, whatever. Yeah. And there's a lot more uh, room for error for female soldiers than there are for guy soldiers. Oh, there's a bigger you know? range? Right. Oh. And, and, and it's, and there's more forgiveness on that side too than for guys, you mm -hmm. know? I've, you know what, there was when I was in, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and, I've, and I've heard that from people at work, I've heard the same thing. Really? So it's, you know, they, you really need to be held at the same standard so that you can at least look at it the same way. You know, include everybody in this study as opposed to balance it one way or the other yeah you know? and i think guys have a different sense of what society expects for them too like sure. i'd be more likely to hear a guy complain that his shirt used to be tight and now it's not because he's mm -hmm. lost muscle he's like god i used to be bigger than this and if a woman would say that she'd be you know like yeah. the assumption is that every woman everywhere is trying to lose weight you just blurt it out to anyone right. like i think forever 21 i don't know how long ago this was was uh, had a promotion going and they're partners with Atkins. Mm -hmm. So they were with online purchases. They were sending an Atkins bar with everything. Like oh, you got to understand, this is a oh, diet gosh. product. Maybe if you flip oh, it over and look geez. at the ingredients, it's just a fucking protein sure. bar. And it's mm -hmm. nothing any diet is. Wow. But they market themselves mm -hmm. as you are trying to lose weight. So to just send this with every order like you were to teenage girls wow <laughs> i can't That's believe crazy. the gall that they had but the backlash wow. is in full force <laughs> it's online and uh wait was that recent i saw it on reddit just yeah. the other day but i don't know how when oh it happened uh -huh. um and i don't know if they just stopped sending or if they did it the big public mea culpa or what they're gonna do but yeah 
that's some poor decision making right there. Yes. <laughs> it's like just sending a swim fast with every women's bathing suit. Like you must need it. Like what? Well, somebody thought it was a good thing? idea in marketing. You know, yeah. just like putting all the calories on all the food right. sold in all the fast food restaurants. You know, yeah. this is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Not really. Do you think that just like exacerbates it for people? I think it does in some respect, right? Mm-hmm. I mean. Well, it makes it really hard if you have an yeah. eating disorder to actually choose yeah. what you want instead of what has the least just calories. The numbers, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll that is have extremely no right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is extremely and then there's hard. There's the people who who think they have, probably have X amount of calories in the day, but maybe they have three times that many, but they never think about it. Right. Which mm-hmm. I think was the original intent behind it. Again, one of those good intentions things that just doesn't yeah. play out the way people realize yeah. it will, because we don't talk about eating disorders that much. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Kel was always kind of like having to sit there and watch the commercials on TV that assume that everyone everywhere is trying to lose weight mm-hmm. or trying to eat less or trying to this or that. And she'd just be like, what's it like, Teresa? Like, what, <laughs> I just can't even imagine what it would be like to just be able to wolf down a bunch of pizza and go on, go on with your day and know that you're nourished and know that you're fed. And I'm like, I've never thought about it before, mm-hmm. but I would like some more pizza. <laughs> so I, I, yeah, I think we underestimate how hard it is for people on the flip side. Oh yeah, you know, very true, for sure. So we're two hours in. I won't take up your whole afternoon, but I want to make sure I open it up for anything else that you guys want to be known in the world. People listening to this podcast, whether they're in recovery or struggling, or they care about someone and they don't even know where to talk to as a family member, um, just open it up for anything you guys want to say. Well, I do think that, you know. Listen. Um, there's a huge stigma on eating disorders, obviously, right? And then that's not going to go away <laughs> anytime soon. But the only way to reach people that have that eating disorder and to help them is to reach out and help them, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you know, if you've made it and, and you're doing really well and you're managing your life, turn around and see if there's somebody else that you can, you know, help out with that experience, mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I think that's super important. We do that. We mentor each other in, it with, in Alcoholics Anonymous. We mentor each other with drug addictions. Uh, we mentor each other at work in one position to another, but we don't do that with eating disorders. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really sad. I think that's the part that's missing out hugely. That's what we'd love to do with uh, Living Proof MN. You know, if you come and, and you're really successful and you're doing really good, turn around and pay that back and help somebody else that's next in line, you know, because... There's a huge waiting list out there of people that are that just need help, um, and I wish that was matched by the amount of people that can offer that help. You know, mm-hmm. right? right? On the spot, <laughs> I don't know. Just know that you know you're loved and you got this. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, first of all, if you're in need of help, please check out www livingproofmn.com you can always email me at shira s-h-i-r-a at livingproofmn.com you can find us on facebook instagram and the most important thing is if you think there's a way there will be a way no matter how old you are young you are how long or short you struggled it's always possible to recover and i think that's the biggest message that there is if you can get the right help the right people in your life anything is possible and the four most important words you are worth it absolutely right get the music behind the mission 
Hate Becoming by Kelly Nicole on iTunes and Spotify. If you guys haven't checked out the merch table, join the movement. Buy the album. Get your Kelly Nicole band merch and donate what you can at kellynicolefoundation.org. Courage is strong.